God, we thank you for the passages of Scripture that have been read to us. We pray that you would give us wisdom as we reflect on what this means for us today. Uh, We pray that you would fill us with hope, both as individuals and as a church. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. How do you feel about restorations and renovations? Is that something that you you like or is something that's a, a frustration? I find that people either hate it or they love it. Now, it's true that when you're doing a, a renovation, uh, especially in a building, uh, it can be kind of frustrating because things are a bit of a mess and you can't uh, do all the things that you want to do and, and things are disrupted. But but there's also that sense of satisfaction when you can look at where things were at and then you look at where things have come to. Uh, it is just so good to see that. You just really feel it. So even if you don't like the process of it, we can all at least enjoy the the end of it. And this is something I think is is pretty popular that that people... Uh, have experienced these kinds of feelings. I certainly have seen it on television. There was a, uh, a, uh, a fad there for a while on reality shows where there was all kinds of extreme makeover shows uh, where it could be either going into a, a, an old house and just ripping it apart and, and uh, rebuilding it in a way that was just so beautiful. And then they would do similar things to individuals, actually, that they would uh, take people and, and, uh, and help them to, to get in shape and uh, maybe to uh, get a new hairstyle and a new fashion. Now, I, I've never had exactly that, but I will tell you that long before Amanda and I even dated, her and a friend had realized that my fashion sense was lacking. And and I'm being pretty generous with myself uh, by saying that. And uh, so uh, they actually took me out shopping and they said, like, you need to, you need some help. And uh, so they, they took me out, and, and uh, I, I bought some new clothes, and they, they helped me to, to change. And I don't think Amanda was looking for a boyfriend at the time, but it ended up helping anyways uh, to have my uh, my little bit of a change. They, uh, every once in a while, I'll backslide and go back to my old ways. But uh, anyways, her, her, she's been a lot of help in that. Uh, so the, these resor, uh, restorations are important. We're actually seeing this kind of thing in uh, our own church building. I'm glad that we're having our our business meeting downstairs where you're going to see the family room. Some of you haven't even seen the, the changes that have taken place. There's still a little bit of a mess uh, down there. We're definitely not done with what we're doing. But already in the, the little changes that I've seen, uh, it looks so much better. And I'm excited about where we're going to be, uh, where we're going to be going with this. Now, I bring all of this up because uh, restoration is a part of what God does. Now, it is true that sometimes in the Bible we read about God restoring a building, so he'll be calling the people to restore the physical temple. But most often, God is involved in a different kind of restoration business. He's restoring people. Uh, it's a, he's restoring lives. And that's the kind of thing that we're going to be focusing on this morning. And the passage from Amos that we looked at is a great way for us to to move forward in this as he gives this fantastic prophecy about what is going to happen with Israel. So uh, if I was to, to summarize for you what the prophets in the Old Testament were preaching, 
Uh, I could say that this is true for all of the prophets that you would find in the Old Testament. And that is basically that uh, the people of God are messing up. They're not following what God has said. There is judgment coming. And then after the judgment, there's going to be restoration. You look through all of the prophets. I would encourage you, read through the prophets and, and look for that pattern that uh, the people are messing up, judgment is coming, and restoration will come after that. And that is definitely the, the message that we get in here. Uh, Amos uh, was a contemporary of the prophet Isaiah, uh, someone you might be more familiar with than with Amos. And he was living in the time when uh, Israel was still around. So remember, Israel and Judah had split off. Uh, Amos is actually from Judah, but his ministry was in Israel. And this is taking place before the Assyrians would come and capture Israel and exile the people out of the country. It's actually a time where things are going all right in Israel in the sense of there's some peace, there's some prosperity, and uh, people are happy. But it's not a good time, really, not deep down. Uh, yes, there is outward prosperity, but that prosperity is happening because they're taking advantage of people in need. The people on the margins are uh, being uh, taken, care, taken uh, advantage of, and so on the backs of those in need, the rich are prospering and they're happy. And it's in that uh, context that Amos is giving his prophecies. And he's saying that this is not going to last. God is going to ha- hold them accountable, that they cannot continue to embrace injustice. Uh, they are going to be punished. There is judgment that is coming. And we know, looking back, we know that the judgment indeed would be the Assyrian army that would come in and destroy the cities and capture Israel and exile the people. So judgment was coming, but that was not going to be the end. There's going to be this amazing restoration that is going to happen. God is going to take the uh, the ruins of Israel and make something beautiful. And I, I love the description that he gives here of what that restoration is going to look like. Basically, he's saying things are going to be so good uh, we're going to be stumbling over each other uh, as we're just collecting the the the, uh, the goods that God is giving to us. The uh, agricultural uh, state will be fantastic. Again, we're going to be stumbling over each other because things are growing so fast. We're doing so well. It's going to be absolutely amazing. And so he wants people to see that that judgment is not the the last word, that there is restoration that is coming. Now, the people who are hearing his prophecy would have found this very difficult to believe in two different ways. On the one hand, there's going to be people who are going to say, well, no, uh, what you're saying doesn't make sense because uh, no judgment is coming. Everything is fine. We're living on top of the world right now. So what you're saying is completely irrelevant. Uh, there's going to be another group of people who are going to know that what they're doing is wrong, who are going to be confident that judgment is coming, that there is going to be a reckoning, but they're going to find it hard to believe that God will show his grace and bring restoration to the people. So on both sides of that, people are going to struggle with this. It's going to be difficult for them to believe. But we can look and see 
that God did bring judgment and he did bring restoration and that there is a future restoration even more than that that is coming. So that's all, all nice, but what does that mean for us? Well, what I want to get across is that God is still in the restoration business. He is still in the restoration business. And it is not always uh, in terms of, of, a, of a physical structure. Uh, it is often within people's lives. And I say this both as someone who has studied the scriptures and has seen that that is the testimony of the word of God, but I also say it from personal experience, from my own experience, uh, but also my experience as a pastor, getting to know people, uh, hearing the stories of things that have happened in people's lives. And I believe, I honestly believe that God is still in the restoration business. Now, it says in this passage that the restoration will take place and that things will be as they were. And that is true in a sense in that uh, everything that has gone wrong will be fixed. But restoration is also somewhat different, that things don't go back exactly the way they were, because oftentimes uh, the reasons why something fell apart in the first place was because there was something wrong. And so those things will be fixed. And, and the picture that we are given in the prophecy is of this amazing prosperity, which Israel never really experienced in the past. And so it is something that is going to be better. But this is something that God continues to do. I have heard story after story of how God has taken people and worked in their lives in a time when things seemed absolutely hopeless and somehow turned things around. Now, that doesn't mean that all circumstances change. It doesn't mean that we get all of our prayers answered, but it does mean that God brings some kind of restoration to this. Uh, I think about it in terms of my own experience, and, and as I was reflecting on this passage, I was brought back uh, to a time just over 25 years ago when I was a student at Brock University, and it was one of the, the low times in my life. Uh, I remember going through uh, all the different areas of my life, trying to find something that was working out okay, and I couldn't find anything. It seemed like every part of my life was falling apart at that time. And if you had come from the future and said, uh, Steve, I just want to give you a picture 25 years plus from now. This is what your life is going to look like. I want you to know this is how God is going to work in your life. I would have laughed in your face. I would have said, there is no way that that is going to happen because where things are at are so low, I, I just can't see how God would ever be able to turn things around. And yet God has done that and has done uh, some amazing things in my life. And I can't believe that uh, I've been able to experience so many of the things that I have experienced and, and the ways that God has been in my life. And I would ask you, uh, wherever you're at right now, whatever situation you might be in, do you believe that God can bring restoration? Whatever that might look like. We can't always predict it. But do you believe? Do you, do you feel as if you're at a point right now that, no, this is, this is unfixable. There is no way that God can bring any kind of restoration. Or do you believe that he has something that he can do? 
I want to leave that with you and to ask you to, to think about that. Well, this is true for us as individuals, but what does it mean for us as a church? Does God bring restoration in a church as well? That's something I want to be thinking about. Actually, uh, as a, a Baptist church, um, uh, restoration is a part of our DNA. If you go back to the origins of uh, the Baptist church, not Queen Street Baptist Church, but the Baptist church in general, there were uh, people who were trying to restore things to the way they believed that the early church was like. Now, that's not to say that all the other denominations are wrong and all the, and the Baptists are completely right. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is the impulse that was there was to bring restoration. That's one of the reasons why uh, they, they embraced uh, believer's baptism by immersion, because they looked and they thought, well, that seems to be the model in Scripture. So why don't we restore that? to the ways things were in the early church. So it's a part of our DNA. But it's also something for us to be thinking about as a local congregation at Queen Street Baptist Church. What would it mean for God to bring restoration? Not to our church building, although those things are happening. We're going to find out even more at our our business meeting of the ways things are happening with that. But in our congregation, what would restoration look like. Uh, there, that's something for us to, to use our imagination to think back. Now, I'm not saying that our church is in, uh, in horrible shape or, or anything like that, that we're a dying congregation. Uh, I am not saying that at all. I see so many good things happening. But if God brought restoration, what would it look like? Uh, you know, I, I was thinking about the, the, the history of our church, uh, our congregation. We just recently had our anniversary. And uh, I was thinking that we have an amazing tradition. We, we joke around uh, as Baptists that we're all about tradition. We like to keep to our tradition. Well, the tradition of our congregation is a pioneering spirit. I think back to those people uh, who first uh, gathered together uh, for that church in Grantham, in, in Homer, um, that that first congregation who didn't know if that was going to work or not, there hadn't been a a Baptist presence there yet, and they, and they tried it. And then uh, there was those who gathered on Church Street in the academy and were trying to see what would happen there. And then those who gathered here uh, in this location on Queen Street, uh, they didn't know how that would work, but they had this pioneering spirit that they were going to try to do what they could. Now, I, I noticed as I read the, the history of our church, we, we have an interesting uh, history. And, and what I love about it is that it, it's not um, uh, completely idyllic, okay? There was a lot of, of struggles going on. Uh, in, in one part, I was uh, reading how I think it wasn't until the fourth pastor that the congregation actually got along with the pastor. The, the, the first three, they were eh, not, not doing so good. And uh, yet they just kept kept going, kept going. Uh, there was even a church split at one point uh, in, in this church that a group of people uh, were not happy. And they walked away and they started a new church. But you know what? There was restoration. And those people came back to the congregation. There was a fire at this location. It was a fire to the, uh, to the building, and yet there was restoration, not just to the physical building, but to the congregation. They rebounded from that. 
As I looked at the, the story of the, the church too, that uh, we have been active in uh, planting missions around the church. The, the part of our heritage is seeking to expand our reach and the kingdom. And uh, Facer Street Baptist was, is the, the most obvious example of that. But there were, there were other places as well where they would start a mission. Did you know that we were offering uh, Bible studies in the building where Southridge is right now long before there was a Southridge? That that is a part of our tradition, to have that pioneering spirit. Uh, it's the, that same spirit that allowed uh, this congregation uh, 20 years ago to start out of the cold, to be the first ones in St. Catharines to have that vision, even though uh, that was scary. I actually remember, I had nothing to do with this church at that time, I remember reading the uh, newspaper article about that, and I thought, are these people crazy? Do you really want to do that? Like, that seems so out of control to do that. And yet, it was, and it continues to be, an amazing ministry. So that is a part of our, our tradition. What would that look like today if God restored that? Uh, I, I don't know. I don't have answers to, to know what that would look like. But I believe that God is a God of restoration. He's still in the restoration business. And he can take some of those things from the past and birth it into a completely new context. And I don't know what that's going to look like, but I believe that God is going to do that. Have you ever had a, a special project that you're working on? Maybe it was working on the basement, or you're you're doing a, a new bathroom in your house, or maybe you got a, an old antique and you want to uh, get it all fixed up and and uh, make it like new. Uh, have you experienced the the work of that, and also uh, the satisfaction afterwards when you can look and say, "Wow, all that hard work was worth it. Look at what has come." Well, our God is still in the restoration business, not restoring necessarily buildings and, and old antiques, but restoring people. And I want to ask, do you believe that God can bring restoration to your life, wherever you might be in your life right now? Do you believe that God can bring restoration to this congregation, uh, celebrating the things that are going well right now, but anticipating the things that could happen in the future. God is still in the restoration business. God, we thank you that you gave the message of restoration to Amos. You gave him a picture of what would happen to Israel. And we believe that that is a picture of who you are and of what you value. Lord, I pray for each person here in this building right now, I know that there are some people who are going through such difficult times and it seems completely unbelievable that you would work uh, through those circumstances. But I pray that you would work in your power in their lives. We thank you, Lord, for the long heritage we have in this congregation of uh, you doing amazing things, of this pioneering spirit, willing to do new things all the time. We pray, Lord, that you would help us as we move into the future to be willing to do those things, to be sensitive to your spirit, and to follow your leading. In Jesus' name, amen.